All right, welcome to Tea with Dr. D. Uh, we're going to go through another episode here, and uh, I've got a wonderful guest in here today. And we want to be talking about specifically a follow-up to our previous podcast on blood-moving herbs, blood-invigorating herbs, and uh, blood-regulating herbs. This is uh, Christy. She works with us at the health center. Uh, She's our phlebotomist, and she actually is our... um, well, she fills our herbs. Mm-hmm. She fills all of our herb orders, and we're so happy because she's working frighteningly mm-hmm. fast back there, and uh, she does wonders. Anyway, we're really grateful to have you on, Chris, today. Thank you for coming on. And uh, what do you want to talk about? Thanks. Um, <laughs> what do I want to talk about? I want to... Um understand more about what um, I'm actually mixing up in the back so that I can, I get a lot of people, a lot of patients, a lot of clients that ask me questions. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I listen to you all the time, but I think it would be good if they heard it from you as well. So, and you're the source of where I get all my information and that's what I'm here for is to ask the questions that come up while we talk about this and people can actually, um, Find it on their own. I, I like that. I'm the source of all your information. Yeah, oh, okay. That's Not all of my information, okay. but definitely when it comes to these uh, formulas that you... Sure, herbs. Okay, yeah. fine. Well, you just, <laughs> you just narrowed that a lot. Did I burst now. your bubble? Yeah, well, sorry, sorry. For a moment there, I was like, wow, this is... I'm really important. <laughs> well, you are really yeah. important. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Right. Well, anyway, uh, well, yeah, thank you. I'm glad you're here. Um, and you always have such great questions. Mm. And uh, we always, we get stirred up in these conversations that are so fun and mm. they're fulfilling and it's interesting. And, you know, you have conversations frequently and you you wonder how you just learned something more by talking, right? And I think that's part of the, that's part of the whole idea with these podcasts as well that we're we're doing is that there's so much benefit from even just communicating Mm. right yes so what would you say are some of the herbs the formulas then that you're filling the most with regards to blood heart cardiovascular system um lipids Mm. Mm. well i'm i will tell you the first one that i started out taking from you was actually the nourish blood and i took Mm. that through uh the whole phlebotomy course uh when i started with you guys i used to do IVs, so IVs for people. Yeah. So you guys were like, hey, you want to try phlebotomy? I'm like, hmm, it should not? be quite the same. And it isn't, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. side note. But uh, uh, Brittany, who used to work for you and was a phlebotomist before, put me on to Nourish Blood, and I was the only one who didn't bruise yeah. through the whole course. Yes. So I was uh, sold. Yeah, well, so that's mm-hmm. kind of fascinating. And actually, it's interesting because... The reason behind not bruising, right? And a lot of people say, well, what, what about that? How would you not bruise? You would think that if you're taking some sort of blood-moving agent mm-hmm. that you would bruise because, well, you got more blood and it's more active and it should be moving closer to the surface, right? Sure. Especially if you're in, you know, injecting or moving a needle into your skin, you would think that. But really, there are a significant number of blood regulators as well. So... Uh, we talked about it in our last podcast, uh, San Chi and Don Chen and some other herbs that actually are regulators in that they can uh, 
reduce the likelihood of stasis or clotting without encouraging perpetuation of uh, bleeding. Hmm. And, they, and then they can also encourage bleeding without uh, supporting uh, or leading to the initiation of clotting. Mm, say, say more about that. Yeah, so that's, that's really a fascinating aspect of, of uh, it's the regulatory effect or capacity of the plants themselves. Okay. Right? So when we look at there's blood movers and plants have a multiplicity of compounds. And so we look at blood movers and we've assigned them to that category because that's their predominant characteristic. Not that they don't have other characteristics also, but that that's their dominant characteristic. So you'll find, people may find, they go to a variety of different herbalists or healers and they use plants and that, you know, they go to one herbalist and he says, take this for that condition. You go to another herbalist and he says, take something entirely different for the same condition. And the application can actually be effective in both of those instances, which is a fascinating thing to consider. But a lot of that is because of the multiplicity of the compounds that are in there. What we study and what I look for is, okay, which ones are the king substances or which ones are the leading ingredients? What's the most impactful um What's the most impa- the greatest likelihood uh, fra- of the result from this plant being implemented into the diet? Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that has to do with, okay, well, what's the largest amount of the chemical constituents or the compounds that it's made of? Okay. Sure. So, uh, you know, Sanchi, we talked about Sanchi last time. It's a, it's a blood regulator. Okay. Okay. And so... Uh, Don Shen, San Chi, they're, they're both blood regulators. And so these both have the capacity to be able to stop bleeding and also stop clotting. Okay. So stopping bleeding sounds like, well, we're leading to the path of clotting, right? Well, it would if you had, had completely taken out the singular acting compound within that herb that only perpetuated the reduction of bleeding, right? Sanchi helps to stop bleeding. So, but it's doing it without sacrificing, right, mm-hmm. the, the capacity to get to clotting. Does that okay. make sense? So a regulator. So it's a, yeah, so it's a re- it has a regulatory capacity. Okay. So when you think about it, it's like the, the balance of, of uh, compounds within these substances, within these plants, is what gives them the capacity to regulate or mitigate the potential negative effect a singular compound from them could have. Okay. So then when we go to medicine, we say, well, what are we trying to do in medicine, like Western medicine and even herbalism? We can All we have to do is increase the dose. If I increase the dose, a higher dose, well, I can have a very significant, even toxic effect on somebody, right? People... Th- frequently will think, hey, our, uh, our, this is natural, so it must be, it's all fine, it's all good. And uh, if a little bit is good of this natural substance, well, I should take a whole lot more of it, right? And um, so there, there are just things you, you shouldn't do that with, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's like, you know what, a little bit of cayenne pepper on my food is great. A lot of it, 
Sure. I mean, it, there's a potency factor, sure. right? Sure. And uh, there are other there are other herbs as well that uh, they have they have certain effects in a smaller dose, but when you get them to a larger dose, well, they become toxic. Yeah. There's a toxic load to mm-hmm. a lot of these herbs, and so we have to make sure that the dose that we're giving certain people is reaching the the um, the medicinal dose so that it actually has a medicinal effect, but that it's not reaching the toxic dose. Sure. I noticed that when, when I mix these up is often people will say, you know, what do I take for this? And it's a formula of things. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not Mm -hmm. only just the compounds that are within a single plant, but it's compounds of other plants and those plant varieties that are balancing out and, and their, and their, um, they're dominant personalities, you could say, or compounds. And then they start to balance each other out, right? And all of a sudden you get this like friend group that's functional. You know, you have those friend groups that are very dysfunctional and they end up like batting down people's mailboxes and things like that or leaving fire things on people's doorsteps and stuff. Those are maybe dysfunctional friend groups, right? Sure. But this is a this is a friend group that we want to create in a very harmonious and supportive way for the for the patient's body. Mm. So that's that's the objective. When we look at like you mentioned, nourished blood. Mm-hmm. Okay, so nourished blood has those two herbs. Those are two of the major herbs in it. Okay, um, we also have bai shao in it and heshuwu in it. These are these are herbals that are very like bai shao is very cooling. It's very anti-inflammatory. Okay, and and uh, Heshu Wu is actually extremely nourishing. It's a very, very uh, nourishing formula as far as helping to assist in the blood product, pr- like blood production. Sure. So one of the reasons this is in here is because Nourish Blood was originally made. I had a patient who came to me, professional cyclist, said, hey, I can't blood dope. It's not allowed. But I want a blood dope. Huh. Okay, you know, and he's he'd been working with me, and he knew that I had this formulary, and that I had the you know this little apothecary in there, and that I'd mix herbs and all sorts of things, and we had talked about a variety of different things, and I'd helped him prepare for some other uh, events and races that he felt he had success and improved endurance and everything with, and so he said, "Listen, can you help me? Can you help me come up with something that is you know similar to blood doping?" So I, well, I took the challenge, right? Mm. Why not? When a patient right. says to you, hey, can you do this? I usually am not, I, my creative brain goes, that sounds fun. Not, not, hey, what are you coming to me for? Find somebody else, right? So I sat down and, you know, researched and looked into it. And, and honestly, that's when, that's how Nourish Blood was born. It was a formula for him to actually help his body to increase the, the, the capacity to um, replenish the blood, to increase the hemoglobin, to allow the oxygen and the nitric oxide production throughout the body to be able to increase his stamina right, and his energy. So I, wanted the, I had to have the blood and the cardiovascular system and the spleen itself functioning at highest order so that he could perform at his very best. Mm. That was where Nourish Blood came from. Okay. And so uh, you'll, you see I've got some herbs in here and anybody who knows uh, about specifically Chinese medicine or herbalism 
we'll look at this and notice that it's not just geared towards like the cardiovascular system or blood itself or even cardiovascular system, the heart and the liver. It's also got spleen, a dominating spleen factor in there because I want the spleen to be working at its best, at its prime to help with creating and allowing for proper blood production, allowing for a proper uh, reservoir of of blood, which is what the spleen does. Like if you have a loss, I think we talked about this in our prior podcast, but if you have a, a sudden loss of blood, the spleen will contract and start to stabilize the system. Well, uh, help the spleen have as much blood product as possible so that it can be putting out uh, that blood and making sure that your your blood is ideal as possible uh, and moving as well as possible through the body. Mm. I actually just put another patient on this nourished blood recently. Um, this patient came to us with more gynecological-related uh, menstruation issues, and we had her start this uh, right off the bat. That was one of the first things we said to her was just, you know what, let's start with nourished blood. Uh, we ordered some labs. We've got a panel coming back, and we'll we'll reevaluate some more then. But she, I met with her yesterday, and she said, I feel so much better mm. already just with that. Uh, and, you know, we did some acupuncture as well for her. But between the acupuncture and the nourished blood, and I think 90% the nourished blood, it, she's feeling so much better. Mm. Uh, and I, I'm excited to see how much better we can uh, get her feeling with when we find out a little more details on her. Right. So. Well, I can tell you when when I actually use the nourished blood on my own, you know, um, I'll use it if I feel dizzy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely when I feel the spinny coming on or when I feel what I call like hot blooded, like mm. when I'm super irritated and I just feel like something's not right in my system, the nourish blood will help me there too. And I'll take a couple days of it in the morning or the night, but that's yeah. when I've self prescribed yeah. my nourish blood. Well, and yeah, and the interesting because it does affect the liver as well. So it's mm. a, kind of a liver, heart, spleen. But but like I said, I really really wanted to focus a lot on the spleen as well, in that um, to help with the energy and to help with uh, the stamina because it was made for well a high end endurance athlete. But Baishao is an anti inflammatory and it's specific to helping the spleen as well clean the blood so i mean the spleen the liver so mm. the liver cleans okay. the blood right and so it's your it's your filter and if it's getting cranky well you're going to get cranky that makes sense if it's sluggish and it's like and the, and the the emotion the energy of the liver right is well it's anger it's irritability it's frustration and it can even be anxiety or depression but uh by shell helps with that significantly well, so I yeah, found relief good. there I'm with glad. that. I'm yeah. glad that's working mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. I And, of course, I use it on the blood draws, especially a difficult draw um, at the office afterwards. And sometimes, even if we've had an unsuccessful draw, I will send some home with them when they return to do another draw. And mm-hmm. I always, we always have success sure if they've enough, taken it the it night is. before. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, do you have any other questions, Christy? Anything else that we should bring up or any any other little thing that you've thought I should mention with regards to the nourish blood formula I think it's a fantastic option if if you are having a congealed feeling you know just a if you're in touch with your body you would know kind of what that means mm-hmm. and I would say definitely consider 
nourish blood as an option. I mean, there's no side effects. Right. right. <laughs> and that's one thing people ask me is like, what should I expect on side effects? And there isn't because it's nourishing and healing at the same time. And yeah. that's the design of these well, formulas. As, as long as you're, you know, you're taking the scoop out, you know, scooping out the powder and putting it in a cup and putting the water in the cup with the small amount of powder and not just opening the cap and oh, putting sure. the water straight in the, <laughs> yeah, sure. right, and drinking yeah. the whole thing all as at per, once. Yeah, no, yeah, fair enough. Dosage, <laughs> right? Follow the dosing. <laughs> we put the dosing yeah, on the Yeah, then bottom. you have no side effects. Yeah. Take you, it properly. You probably have side effects then. <laughs> yeah, there's, you, a, there's you, such a thing as abusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah don't so. abuse it. Well, great. Uh, we'll we'll round up, I'm sure, some more herbs uh, to talk about and some other formulas yeah. uh, for next time. But this has been a great 15. We're coming up on 16 minutes. I hope everybody's enjoyed this. Uh, I Anything you, lastly you want to say, Christy, at all? Uh, yeah. Is your Nourish Blood, because um, we sell some over the counter, mm-hmm. and then we sell some when you've had a herbal um uh, evaluation with you. Yeah. So is nourish blood, can they come in, um, you know, assuming they're a patient of yours, but can they come in and buy it off the counter or do they need to make an appointment and make sure that there's nothing in there that is counterintuitive to, you know, nourish blood, nourish blood with the, with the, um, dosage that we have here and the herbals and how well it's balanced as well. Um, and the, the, the organs that it works on to really be a supportive force. And it's really about, you know, driving energy and endurance and stamina and, and uh, helping to support the blood product that way. And it, it's more of a regulating type formula. It, it's not a, you know, it's not like a blood moving formula. If you're worried about somebody that has clotting specifically, well, this may still be beneficial to them in the same way that I mentioned that before, you can have those overlying effects, but if you wanted to get really specific to something like that, you're going to have to use something else that's more prescribed. Sure. So I would say to that, as far as over-the-counter, is this something that someone could just come in and say, I'm feeling like I need uh, some support as far as uh, feeling maybe a little anemic or a little lower on energy, a little fatigue, and I think it has to do with maybe the blood product, blood volume, you know, uh, maybe even my hemoglobin, mm-hmm. I think maybe that, or my oxygen's not getting, or my oxygen saturation's low, any of those type of things, yeah, Nourish Blood's going to be able to help you right away, and that would be able to be sold probably directly to you. Sure, so definitely uh, a possibility for people that have gone through COVID that haven't quite got their oxygen stats back up. Yeah, exactly. So if you're okay. on like a long-term COVID mm-hmm. thing, or if mm-hmm. you're worried about uh, even the blood clotting factor of COVID or the vaccine that we've talked about as well, uh, yeah, Nourish Blood could be a good first first place to start. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Hey, well, thank you all very much. Uh, another episode of, of uh, Tea with Dr. D in the books, and stay well and healthy all. <laughs> <laughs>